So in this segment, I want to get into Jackie Christie of The Peacemaker. Um, it annoyed me. It did. Because she kept saying, this is a sisterhood. We're sisters, y'all. Sisters are going to fight. And it's like, Jackie, come on. You're not fooling us as the audience, as the viewers. Y'all are co-workers, okay? Y'all are co-workers. Y'all got come here. Y'all do y'all job. And y'all keep it pushing. Y'all really don't know each other. So, like, this is far from a sisterhood. This is far from a group of a friend circle. This is just co-workers coming to work. They got issues with each other. So leave the whole sisterhood, sister act thing at home because you ain't you ain't fooling us. Now, I don't know about y'all, but like when I watched the episode, like Jackie as the peacemaker, I just didn't think it was authentic. I don't know why. I just didn't think it was authentic. Like every time she would set something up, like, okay, um, this person, this person's gonna talk to resolve things. I feel like low key she wanted them to fight. Like I didn't really feel like she wanted people to walk away um with with a solution or a confrontation resolved. I feel like she wanted them to fight or she wanted things to blow up. I don't know why. Maybe Maybe it's just me, but it's just something about Jackie Christie as a peacemaker that I can't wrap my head around. Like, I really can't. Now, Jackie and OG are supposed to be friends. Supposed to be. Not just co-workers that are castmates together. I think they're actually really supposed to be friends. I think OG considered Jackie a friend. Jackie considered OG a friend. And how Jackie handled OG at the last episode, like... She dogged that girl out. Like, it was just, it was just a lot. Now, I know there's a lot of editing and there's probably a lot of conversations that we didn't see that could kind of talk about why Jackie felt the way she felt towards the end. But I just felt, I just felt like Jackie never was on board with OG's beliefs. I never felt like Jackie was 100% like, yeah, there is an issue in the group, girl. I You got treated like foul. Like, I saw that. Like, I don't think Jackie ever was team OG the way OG thinks she was. Now, again, it's a lot of editing. It's a lot of conversations that happens behind the scenes. So maybe there were conversations that led OG to believe that um, Christy, Jackie Christie was really in her corner. But from what I saw, I don't think Jackie ever was 100% in her corner. I think Jackie was just like, I'm sorry you felt that way. I don't think there's colors in the group. Like, what can we do to move forward? And that was that. I think I think Jackie's a terrible-ass peacemaker. If anything, y'all should have just got motherfucking... Why didn't they just get, like, a counselor or, like, a um, someone that does, like, anti-racism training to come in and kind of play as a neutral like member the group someone that can dissect like a professional why didn't they get a professional to come into this circle to either articulate what og was saying or to articulate what the other girls were saying it just felt like it was a cheap way to resolve things like this is our fake attempt at resolving the colorism issue we're gonna have jackie play the mediator and try to make these conversations happen and try to facilitate these conversations jackie cannot facilitate a, a conversation about colorism okay Shawnee cannot facilitate it. Like, OG can't do it. Like, why didn't they just get a professional to come in, you know, listen to OG, listen to the other ladies, and give their professional advice on colorism, on racism, on all these things, and then try to help them work through this. 
And it's crazy because in no real way would there ever be a solution. Like the way this topic is, if you are not saying these women are colorists, because I really don't know, but if there's colorism in a workplace or there's colorism in a group, it's going to take more than like six episodes to work through that. Like, so I didn't ever think it was going to get resolved unless someone conceded in a significant way. Like there would have to be a huge compromise on one end of the spectrum for them to, to move forward. And I just didn't see that happening on either side. So Jackie Christie is a peacemaker was damn sure laughable. Um, I don't know whose idea it was in production to kind of make Jackie that person, but it just it just didn't come off as authentic to me. I don't know. Maybe y'all thought Jackie was an excellent peacemaker, but I damn sure didn't. So in this segment, I want to talk about Jen because Jen definitely turned up in that last episode and she definitely turned up on OG, which I'm not surprised by it, but it's kind of just really interesting the way the season played out because Jen was supposed to be above all it is BS. I'm just here to drink, work on my documentary, and I'm really not trying to mend no relationships. I'm not trying to start no beef. Like Jen was pretty neutral throughout everything, but Jen started to get very aggravated with OG and eventually that led to like her blowing up on OG and you know saying that don't nobody like you you're hard to get along with you know all these different things now I'm really conflicted on Jen because I don't know if her not liking OG was a hundred percent her own decision based on her own experiences or did she see an opportunity to align with the collective and not like OG? Like, you know, because sometimes I feel like this, these reality shows is about alliances. It's about being on the cast and, you know, having someone that has your back and, you know, someone that you can ride with. And I think it was convenient for Jen to somewhat aligned with OG because when Jen was coming on, she just got done being a punching bag from the previous season. Evelyn didn't like her. Shawnee didn't like her. You know, everyone was kind of like, screw Jen. And I think, you know, Jen coming on, I think she saw OG as a possible cast member that she can align with that, you know, something would go down and have each other's back. And it kind of just shifted towards the end of the season. So my thing is, I don't know if she truly liked OG or was it just more like a strategic play of having someone that got my back and we could just be in this little alliance and weather the storm together. Um, but whether it was authentic or strategic, anywho, it fell out towards the end of the season. And the way the editing made it look, like it did, it did make it look like Jen had good reason because, you know, OG was snappy with her. Um, whenever Jen had an authentic opinion about a situation that didn't align with OGs, OG was kind of like, Jen, about your business. And even like their one-on-ones, it just seemed like they didn't really have a connection. They didn't really have a friendship. Because I think OG was truly getting on Jen's nerves. Like, Jen was just over this girl. But the blow up at the end was so crazy because Jen has been so quiet the whole trip. And she's decided, like, I'm not going to involve myself in the drama. And then she goes ahead and involves herself in the drama at a really 
interesting moment when everyone has turned on OG completely. Now Jen is so like opinionated. But some of the things that OG, I mean, that Jen was saying when she blew up, I could tell it was sticking. Like, you're hard to get along with. Nobody likes you here. These new girls don't like you. You even, like, rub me the wrong way and we were supposed to be cool. Like, you put Jackie in a bad position. Like, Jen, when Jen was saying, you could tell, it felt, I felt like it was getting to OG and it was kind of like, what the hell? So, I don't know. I'm, like, really conflicted about Jen and that whole scene. Um, because sometimes with these ladies, they're, they were never your friends to begin with. Sometimes they just need the, needed somebody to be in line with on the show. They didn't want to go into the, to the season by themselves, um, ostracized, nobody on their side. So it's like, let's just link up, um, and, and weather the storm together. And I'm not sure if that was, that was Jen's agenda. And then she decided to kind of detach herself from, you know, a sinking ship, you know, I don't know what it is, but that last blow up, I was just like mouth dropped. Like watching Jen go off, I was like, oh my God, Jennifer Williams. <laughs> well, hello. So this next segment, I want to talk about the final day where OG is getting kicked out of the house. Um, and apparently it's Jackie's decision. I guess she's the host, so she makes the ultimate decision on whether or not to to kick OG out. And Jackie decides to do it, which was surprising um, because her and OG are supposed to actually be friends beyond the whole castmates working thing. Now, like, my thing with OG is, like, girl, you should have been the one to leave. Like, I don't know if there's, like, contractual things as to why you can't leave, but that shit, like, it was going nowhere fast. Like, if I was OG... I would have been Pete what they was trying to do. And I would have been like, you know what? I'm out of here. Like, this doesn't serve me. It's not working out. I don't know how it lasted so long to the point where, you know, she had to be put out. Because she honestly should have left a long time ago. You know, once you did about three episodes and realized that Shoni wasn't coming to the table... I would have been gone because if y'all going to keep pressing me about colorism, but the main people don't want to have a conversation, then like, why are we talking about it? And then why am I here? You know? So I don't know why OG stayed. I don't know why OG got on the show after that whole season. Like, I just don't understand. Like, I just need her to explain why did she go to that house? Why did she go to that trip? Why did she hang around these women that she knew, you know, were kind of foul and they were going to paint her in a negative light. Like, why did you put yourself through that? And then for in the end to get kicked out by your so-called friend. Now, like Jackie, this is the thing about Jackie. I think Jackie has a mind of her own, but I think sometimes she is going to go with the collective and she is going to do what the collective wants to do for the sake of this sisterhood as she would say so she would probably go against her own rationale just to keep peace amongst the group and I think this was just like this is what everyone else wants so I'm gonna do it and I don't want to do it but I'm gonna do it so her crying and stuff like I didn't feel moved at all like I didn't feel anything when I saw Jackie crying like I just I just didn't feel anything for her I didn't know if them tears was even real at this point but I just I just thought it was it was like the last person that actually cared, like washed their hands with OG and was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not doing this no more. 
And that kind of lets me know, like, yeah, OG is finished. She is done. Unless they get some cast members that, you know, side with OG 100% authentically, then it really, there's no point in her trying to explain colorism. There's no point in any of that. It's just, it's just a wrap. So I know Jackie kicking her out the house and it was dramatic, but I mean, I saw it coming. I I saw it coming that Jackie was eventually going to say, I'm fed up as well. I can't do this no more. I don't know why uh, OG was so surprised. I mean, Jackie does have a history on turning on her so-called friends. We saw how she dogged Malaysia out time and time again. So it's not like this is the most surprising behavior from Jackie Christie. But I want to know what you guys think. Do you think Jackie was right in kicking this girl out of the house or... Do you think that um, that it was shady and it was foul? So let me know. Phoebe, Phoebe, Phoebe. This next segment is about the whole Phoebe and Nia drama that was supposed to be a storyline. I don't see that crap playing out in six episodes. Like it barely was five minutes on the damn last episode. But I, I peep production giving Phoebe some more airtime trying to give her some more confessional time, trying to get the viewers to like Phoebe and, you know, make her a favorite. But I'm telling y'all, it's not happening. I don't know why. Maybe it's just like a camera thing, but Phoebe doesn't translate well. She doesn't come off funny to me. She, I I think she probably is funny in real life. I think maybe she's a funny person to be around. Don't take herself too serious. But Phoebe just doesn't do it for me. Like, it's something about Phoebe that gives me the impression that she's like one of those catty girls that will talk about you like a dog. She's so opinionated around her friends. You know, when she's talking to Evelyn, you know, this Nia girl, I don't, I don't got no time for her. I'm not trying to deal with her. She's a stalker. She's crazy. She's this. You know, Phoebe got so much to say about Nia. But like when you're in her face, it's like, okay, okay, okay. Well, I guess we're good then. Like, it's like, you can't talk all this stuff about someone behind their back. And then when you get in front of them, you're just kind of like less opinionated. I don't want no smoke type of approach. It's like, Phoebe, if it's not that deep, then don't make it that deep with all your friends. Just be like, you know what? I'm not even worried about the girl. She sent this crazy video. I'm not even, I'll talk to her, but it really ain't none of my, I'm not giving no time to it. Like, you was talking about it like this shit was about to pop. And then when you get there again, nothing pops off. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like Phoebe never says what she feels when she's in front of people. Like, she don't say how she feels. She don't come off 100%. And that's kind of what what gets me about Phoebe. It's just like, time and time again, she talks about people behind their back. And then when she get in a face, it's not there. That, that smoke is not there. She want to be, you know, forgiving and all that stuff, which is cool. I'm not saying everybody got to fight. But if you're going to be forgiven, then just don't talk shit behind people's back. That's, the, that's my only thing with Phoebe. And I appreciate y'all trying to get Phoebe to grow on us, get us to like her. Sometimes I do like Phoebe. I know it don't sound like I do, but sometimes I think she is funny. She's got like a real lighthearted type of spirit. Um, but I just don't like when she's in beef because I don't like how she goes about handling her business when she got a little bit of conflict with people. 
But other than that, I peep, I peep y'all giving Phoebe some airtime and some confessional time and letting her little personality try to shine through. Um, I don't think it's enough to make her a fan favorite, but y'all, y'all, a for effort. I'll give it that A for effort. Now the whole Nia situation, I'm really confused. Like what? What is going on, Nia? You out here dating this dude, sending videos, sex videos to his ex or something crazy. Like, I wish y'all could explain better what the hell did she send you? Because my understanding is a sex tape of another woman or a sex tape of Phoebe or a sex tape of Nia. And it's like, no, nah, Nia, you got to explain this one. Not no, I was in a petty situation doing petty things. Like, what was your goal in sending this? Why did you send it to this girl? Did you send it to her when she got on TV and she was on Basketball Wives? Did you send it before Basketball Wives? What the hell is this tape? And what the hell, like, what is their connection to each other? Because it just sounds so trivial and for Nia and her sister to be raw on this show because of this storyline with her and Phoebe that ain't even worth 15 minutes in the episode y'all doing bad production y'all doing real bad